Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Scotty Leach. Scotty was one of the first names on my list when I started asking people to be on my show, because he was basically the first friend I made at my very first Clifftop. That was almost four years ago, and I think playing with Scotty that week was yet another point of no return for me and my relationship with old-time music. Scotty's fiddling... The best way I can think to describe it is flippantly brilliant. Case in point, he won first prize in the Moorhead Fiddling Contest last year, playing a tune he learned in a jam right before he went on stage. But more than just his fiddling, I really like him. I would go visit Scotty even if he wasn't an old-time musician, which is like the main reason I visit people anymore. It was really neat to hear his story. Uh, Somehow, a lot of the details were new to me, so once again... I'm glad for the pretense of the show to get to know my friends better. Let's get started. Here's my jam and chat with Scotty Leach. Enjoy. Leach. Hi. Welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Yeah. We're, uh, this, that's, uh, in the chestnut tor- territory. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. Where Everybody you, knows that tune. When did you learn that tune? Oh, man. Who'd you learn it from? Um, 
You just learned it through osmosis and jams, or probably. Like, yeah. So a lot of like a lot of my um, a lot of the way I learn tunes is through jams. Um, yeah. So like, I mean, I've been when I was a baby, I was dragged to jams by my parents. Um, yeah. Well, carried probably. Probably not dragged. Probably <laughs> carried. <laughs> Um, by the ankle but yeah <laughs> um but so both my parents play old time and uh so i spent a lot of time as a kid at old time jams old time festivals yeah. um and so a lot of the tunes that i learned um i can't remember where i learned them from or you know i just don't have a memory of it um and so this probably this tune came from one of my parents yeah um, probably my dad yeah um just because it really does feel like one of those ones i've known forever um <coughs> And I probably the way I play it probably has some elements of my dad's playing in it too. Yeah. So um, that's sweet. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it's nice. probably from my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so Julianne uh, Johnson. Julianne Johnson. Uh, we were talking about. Uh, You're saying it has that nice four chord in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me um, when I was at Banjo Camp North. I think in 2013. This is like when I first started playing old time music. I didn't even know about Clifftop. I didn't go to Clifftop that not year. Not even that long ago. That's yeah, not yeah. That long ago. Uh, and uh, wow. I was, we were doing the, you know, like a banjo jam, and uh, at the at the end of the at the end of the camp, and uh, Steve Arkin was there, and I didn't know Julian Johnson, but I like was learning it, and I just started playing the four, and then afterwards he was just like, "That's interesting that you put that four there. I've never heard that before." What? He wasn't yeah. he wasn't about it. Yeah, he was like, "No, that's a one there." <laughs> And I was like, really? I can't, I can't imagine that. And tune since then, the four. I've only ever heard the four. And then, and Riley Bogus was there too. And then, just like a couple months ago, I saw Riley at. Uh, he came through Philly with Dirk Powell, and and he was. I hadn't seen him since then. And he was like, Oh yeah, you're that. Uh, you're that young man who. Um, Steve Arkin was given a hard time about playing playing a four and Julian well, Johnson. Years I had to put him in his place. Wow. <laughs> I was like, "That's a real good memory there, Riley." I didn't even remember that's that. That's amazing. Uh, he remember he remembers everything. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Uh, take take us back to the start. Your parents yeah, yeah. played all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, You're I from Washington. Yeah. So okay. So I grew up in Washington State um, in a town called Centralia. Uh, and my my dad and mom both play f- old time fiddle, um, and and so I've been around this kind of music since I was a like uh, negative age. Yeah. Um, there's a great home video of my of my mom pregnant and <laughs> like playing fiddle, and my dad like playing fiddle. And it's just it's a great image, and like I'm like that's me in there. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've I've like I've heard this music since I was a baby. Um, and then uh, my parents did a really good job of, of kind of ensuring that we, uh, my sister and I both play fiddle too, so uh, they did a really good job of ensuring that we both picked up fiddles, tried them. There were always fiddles and instruments in the house. Um, there's a funny story my dad always likes to tell um, about like the, f- it, was like a, it was like maybe when I finally could talk and I went over to, um, I went over to, uh, we went over to someone's house and uh, he, he, he says that I um, I looked on the wall and I and I, I said very loudly where are the fiddle <laughs> <laughs> and like it was just like someone's house and and <laughs> my dad loves that story because we have this fiddle rack on like my dad built yeah. this, this like board with, with hooks yeah. and there's just fiddles on our wall 
Yeah. And I thought, I was like... It's like they don't have a fridge. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Where's the, where are the fiddles? <laughs> you know, it's like... That's amazing. Yeah, so so that's the kind of... That's like my world that I grew up in. Yeah. was like, they're all, my dad would like play an old time tune on his computer like a hundred times and just like loop it, right? So yeah. it's just like, there are so many... There's so much music in my head that I don't know where it came from or like what it's called or what. Like, yeah. I am the worst with names. And par- partly because of how it how I learned everything, right? Um, there's a lot, I mean, as an adult, I've learned a ton of tunes and like sort of know the names and right. there's a little more association and cohesion cohesion there. Um, but there's a backlog of just totally unknown. They're just there like and I'll start a tune. memory oh, yeah. tunes, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be like, I've never played this tune in my life yeah. and I can play it like straight out of the gate. Right. Right, and I'm like, how... How do I know this? Do you know the vocabulary because it's it was a native language for you? Totally. Yeah. yeah. That you heard since yeah, since the since the, the womb times. Yeah. Since, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, that's so that's my that's sort of where it all started with um, with my parents. Um, Doesn't your dad isn't he somehow responsible or associated with the fiddle tunes like camp? Sort of. Okay. So so that the way he's connected to that is um, so fiddle tunes is its own thing. It's run by Centrum. Um, and it's like one of several weeks run by them. Yeah. Um, but for fiddle tunes specifically, uh, we started going, um, I think in 2001, um, when my mom was, my mom was hired as a tutor there. And so part of one of the perks was that the family gets to come. Yeah. Um, I think either free or discounted. I can't remember what it was back then, but, um, so when we used to camp, there's a campground there, and we used to camp. And my dad was frustrated by sort of uh, you had to reserve a campsite yeah. a year ahead of time. Um, and there was one year where that's a lot. It's a really yeah. yeah. That's and so pe- people would people would be but so we would we would be there, and everyone before we left would reserve our campsite, right? And there was a rule: you couldn't reserve more than a year in advance oh, either, man. right? So um, oh, I should say it wasn't you didn't have to uh, reserve a year anyway. Um, there's a rule that you couldn't reserve farther. So right. what happened was one year, the camp host allowed some big party to rent the entire campground out and reserve it two years in advance, which means the next year when we all tried to go and reserve our campsites, we were all out of luck. Yeah. Like the, and it was, it was a very, it was a, it was a strong community in that campground. Yep. You know, there was, that's where all the old time tunes happened. That's yep. where, that's where we, that's where like, our contingent happened. It was like our big family. So my dad um, basically said, all right, we're, you know, plan B. Let's let's figure this out. And so um, he's just, you know, he's a big instigator. He's really good at um, kind of that crowd, you know, dividing, dividing and conquering. Um, you know, he's really, he's remarkable at that. So anyway, his whole thing is called the Mule Barn. And it's called that because right next to the campground was this big abandoned sort of, it's like underused space. Um, that he basically wrote to the state park and said, hey, what do you think about if I get a bunch of people, can I rent this? Yeah. So he basically took took the money, you know, he took care of it, fronted the money, paid for everything, um, got out, got porta-potties, you know, rented just everything that needed to happen to make it, make it a good space, um, and then divided the cost between everyone. Yeah. And it ended up being really super popular, like having over 100 people be at the Mule Barn. Um, is this and, like a huge barn like people are camp camping in it so or it's sleeping so the barn it's more of it's not even a mar- barn really. okay it's like a it's like an overhang and they used it for storage the real place is like it's just a flat asphalt covered yeah 
Um, it's like a parking lot almost. Okay. Um, sort of right nestled in the woods. Um, so he basically just uh, created a space for people to camp. Yeah. Um, and since then, the Mule Barn still continues. It's not at the same place. Um, the state park, it got so big that it started to get a little messy. Um with the state park. And so he moved it to the fairgrounds. And so the mule barn still continues at Philly yeah. every year. Um, my dad rents the space and then people sign up and pay, you know, a share and there it goes. And so that same mentality, he also runs the old time or the Centralia old time music camp out. Yeah. Um, which same sort of deal. He rents a field and people come and pay a fee or, you know, like a yeah. small portion of it and then stay for a week and just play old time tunes in a field. It's like, that's his model and it works, yeah. you know? I think it's inspired from uh, Weezer, Idaho's um, Stickerville. I've heard of we- Weezer, yeah. Yeah. So Stick- Stickerville. Stickerville. Yeah. So that's, when I was a baby, that's what that's where we went. Um, Stickerville was like the place. Um, Why I is often, it called Stickerville? So it's called Stickerville because there, are, um, there were these vines called goat heads and they would grow on the ground in the dirt. And the, the goat heads were, uh, there were these thorny seeds. And the thorns were so big, they could puncture bike tires, car tires, oh go gosh. through your shoes. <laughs> oh, it was it was insane. Um, I don't think very many car tires, but it was, um, they're like nails, basically. They're like giant, long, uh, horrible. You couldn't walk around barefoot. Uh, flip-flops or sandals were dangerous. Um, so yeah, so it's called Stickerville because we would camp there, and it was really cheap, I think. Yeah. And it was undesirable on account to, of to all the bluegrass like contest people who were at Weezer. <laughs> you know, they were up in the football field, the like manicured football field yeah. on the other side of the uh, irrigation ditch, and we were on like the the gross dead grass Stickerville. <laughs> so, I think my dad really liked that yeah. model of sort of just everyone chilling, playing tunes. Yeah not having a schedule and he and he brought that back to washington and and has you know and it's had a really it's really successful so yeah that's 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 like the world i sort of came yeah. from it's my dad you know <laughs> so what are we uh what are we going to play next oh yeah we 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 could talk forever yes <laughs> i'm gonna be the hammer i'm gonna keep okay us on okay track. okay most kaufman's lost in yeah yeah okay so um let me grab my fiddle really quick yeah um, so this, I learned this tune, um, I actually, uh, lived in West Virginia for four years. Um, I went there for school, uh, at Davis and Elkins College in Elkins, West Virginia. And Emily Miller, I was part of a, of a little, um, a musical group there that was through the college. And Emily Miller was one of the, she was, um, one of the teachers that ran it. And so she, I sat down with her at one of our gigs, um, and she just, like right before we played, uh, just was sitting there playing fiddle and I grabbed my fiddle and sat next to her and she was just playing these tunes. Um, So this is one of those tunes that I learned from her. It's called uh, Most Kaufman's Lost Indian. Thank you. 
Yeah. Most Kaufman's lost Indian. Man, how many lost Indians are there? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> but there's, are, there's it seems like, like there's a few. Definitely how many few. of them are in, in Calico? Um, is that like a... There's definitely another one in Calico. I know there Eck, might be in Cross A. I know Eck Robertson's is in Calico. Oh, maybe. Oh, you were going to talk about Calico. Yeah, so... You're going to explain that to the non-fiddlers. Yeah, yeah, so the... Um, or even fillers who haven't explored Calico yet. Yeah. Basically, um, Calico is uh, what we call... Um, it's actually just one of the names. Like, there's, um, I think, Black Black Mountain Rag Tuning is another... Is it also the same tuning? Black Mountain the Rag. There's another, there's another name for it. I'm, that's probably... I, that might be wrong. But um, people call it different things. But basically, it's um, tuning the strings... Um, uh, a E A C sharp from low to high. From low to high. Yeah. yeah. So the 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 G string goes up to an A, the D string goes up to an E, the A string stays the same, and then the E string goes down to a C sharp. Yeah. Um, and it just creates a very resonant, ringy uh, place to play, and it's it's really really fun. Yeah. My favorite part about it is the. Um is the sound, the like intonation of you playing a C sharp on the A string while droning with the C sharp on the, the C sharp string right, at right. the same time. Like that sound is like really spooky. Yeah, it's spooky because you don't yeah. hear it very much. Like yeah. you hear, you're used to hearing um, not the third resonating, but yeah. like the fifths or the yeah. fourths, right? Those are the things that are yeah. resonating usually on the fiddle because that's, you know, those are like the yeah. intervals that are all over the place. So it's really fun to hear that happen. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. cool so anyway um that's that's um one of my favorite tunes and uh and you learned it at davis nelkins because you were part of the appalachian ensemble. En- ensemble yeah so the appalachian ensemble was um something that i was a part of for um almost four years at davis nelkins college um and i was so i yeah basically uh it's a group of students who attend the college and take classes in you know, whatever they want, really, at the school. It's like a scholarship program, right? It's, yeah. Like, if you're part of this ensemble... Yeah, then yeah. you then you get to go to the school, essentially. Yeah. Um, for, you know, they give you a big a big um, tuition discount. Awesome. Um, and so it's analog- uh, analogous to, like, a sports team type yeah. thing, where, you're, like, you're not majoring in soccer. Right. You know, like, I wasn't majoring <laughs> I'm a soccer in... soccer major. Right. <laughs> you know, it'd just be silly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't majoring in in fiddle or um, people a lot of people when I tell them about it they're yeah. like oh so you know do you got a degree in music yeah but it's but it's not exactly that it's, it's like having a work study because you're like playing gigs and stuff essentially yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you like so the um, you're an asset to the school I'm an asset yeah like, and we represent the school yeah. And, yeah exactly cool. so it's it was a really um, it was a really fun thing and and it makes sense for the school it's the place where Augusta Heritage Center hails from yeah um, which has a long, long history of, of this kind of music and, and of yep. just our, the folk community being a part of it. It's amazing. Like, I, uh, having lived there for four years, there's so many people that I encounter that spent quality time there during the summer at Augusta. And yep. like, I can describe the dorms and mm-hmm. like, like they, they, we can relate instantly. Anytime, like I'm just, someone says Elkins. Yeah. Like I can basically assume that they were connected to Augusta in some way, yeah. um, especially in this community of musicians and stuff. Yeah. So, was that the first uh, incarnation of the of the group? Uh, it so it exists. Uh, you mean with me? With you, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, in a way, I was v- like, they s- yeah. So I was like the first 
um, part of like the live music part of it. It was okay. a, sort of the vision of one of the one of the administration to have. Um, they had a dance portion already, sort of um, yeah. sort of very casual um, dance portion, uh, flat footing, and that kind of thing. Um, and they did some performing with um, some live music and some like recorded stuff. But they really wanted like a full ensemble of yeah. live musicians that knew the tunes, yeah. that worked with the dancers um, on a regular on a regular basis, and had um, some real rapport and repertoire that we could pull out and yeah. perform. Um, so at the end, like when I was <coughs> by the end of my sophomore year, we were we we had a full, really solid, um, like ninety minute show yeah. of material, and uh, people loved it. Yeah. Uh, people loved it. By that point, we were getting standing ovations for our performances, right which was felt so good. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like starting out um, sort of with a, like not having a plan and like we didn't yep. really know what was gonna it was going to turn into and it's, and it's still continuing. I graduated last in May and there's now, you know, I, um, Branson Rains is now the fiddler in that group um, and replaced me and there's, you know, the whole thing just continues with different people. Yeah. Um, Emily Miller is still leading it. Uh, Jerry Milne started leading it the first year and then Emily came in the second year. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's a, it was a great experience. Yeah. Really awesome. There's a great video of you uh, doing that tune, working on a building. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like just <laughs> it's really you playing fiddle and singing lead and then like just a bunch of people singing back up. Yeah, and, yeah uh, the harmonies were awesome. It was so fun. Yeah. And Emily, Emily worked with us on those harmonies. Like she's, that's her thing is, vo- is vocals cool. and harmonies and, co- you know, country harmony. Yeah. She's like the best at that. That's like one of my favorite videos on YouTube. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Especially there's this moment where there's this like, uh, cause that was in like sort of the heyday of like GoPro music videos. Oh, totally. So, so there's some moments where you have, I think you have like a GoPro on the end of your fiddle. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like Joel Wolpert. So Joel yeah. Wolpert uh, record like, did our videos yeah uh and so he uh he had a gopro he had like this really cool steady cam that he did you know he just yeah. he made it was so fun to work with him yeah. he did such good stuff it's really fun should we uh get to see sure yeah okay. so um the the rest of basically the rest of the tunes that i chose for this um are in the key of c um i love c i've loved c i just have this thing about c i really like yeah. it but um but last night at um we're at the Altamont um, Fairgrounds right now and at Black Creek uh, Fiddler's Reunion and uh, so last night we uh, you can probably hear it actually there's probably you can probably hear the jams around it's gonna come through yeah it's gonna come through it's really it's great it's really good ambiance but um, last night we played a bunch of uh, a C-tune jam where we just sat in the key of C until we couldn't play anymore Um, and so most of these tunes um, maybe two or three of them we played at the C Jam, and I just have a real like. It just it, they mean a lot to me. I really like C. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, it's a it's a less common key to have at a jam. Um, yeah, and when it happens, it's kind of magical usually. Yeah, for, for those who may not be familiar with like the way, why is C the way? Like, why is it less common? How yeah. does it lay on the fiddle? Well, so yeah. um, C is C is a little less common. I think you know the the typical keys that are the easiest on fiddle. Um, uh, are it's D A and G. Yeah. Those are just the, the easiest keys. Yeah. Um, they cross tune really well. Those keys do, and so um, and they resonate. And so I think uh, there's a lot more open strings in those keys. Yeah. So I think those are the really common. A lot yeah. more people people know a lot more tunes in those keys. And so it's really fun to find a group that is enthusiastic and really into playing yeah. C tunes because um, it's just not as common to mm-hmm. walk into a C jam. 
So I, I mean, I walked into that jam and it was a G jam. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, what do you guys think about C? <laughs> and so I just had to convince Michelle to yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. And then once the banjo is like, hey, hey guys, I'm in C, then everyone else kind of has yeah, to follow. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So All right, C time. C time. So this um, this tune we're gonna play came from uh, came from the jam last night, and it's called Katie Did. Yeah. Wait, did you learn it last night? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, I <laughs> no I started it actually. Oh, okay, great. It's just it's one of my favorites. I really like this tune. And C is just such a warm key. This this tune really encapsulates the yes. kind of the mood that C provides. We could have played that a lot longer. We could have done that a lot longer. Man. Yeah. Uh, is that a bug? Is Katie did a bug? I think it's a bug. Yeah, I think it's like a... Um, 
Katie did. I like whenever, and I don't know this actually, but I think a Katie did. Like when I think of a Katie did, I think of like, like a ladybug. So it's like a cute bug. But I think it's a cute bug. It's a cute bug. Because the tune. Think it's, about that tune. It must be. It's too cute. Also, those chords you just did, those were so good. Oh, I'm glad you like it. I really like those. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I I know you're I know you're down. I know there are people that won't appreciate those. But yeah. I loved them so much. <laughs> oh good. That might be a good um, uh, yeah, you know, so, way to talk about cross genre. Well yeah, so stuff. Me, I, I definitely maybe have uh, <laughs> I have friends I know that are gonna make fun of me. Uh, for liking chords like that, especially in old time, but like, um, they're, well, they're repressed. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> some of them are. I'm some like, of them are like have good reason to like. No, this is the tradition. Yeah, yeah. well, there's yeah, there's the total like traditional reasons why those yeah. just don't <laughs> those chords don't happen, <laughs> you know, and like, um, uh, you know, so I come, uh, I I've played a lot of um, I play a lot of different other kinds of fiddle too. Um, old time is where definitely where I started and where my parents live, in. Um, but I, uh, so my, when I was about 10 or 11, um, about the time I started going to fiddle tunes, actually. Yeah. Uh, so when I, <laughs> fiddle tunes is a great place because there's an incredible um, cross section of yeah. different genres of fiddle, traditional fiddle. It's it's called the American Festival of Fiddle Tunes, not old time fiddle tunes. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, so there's all sorts of stuff there. Um so I, uh, that's where I got exposed to um, Cape Breton music. That's where I got exposed to um, uh, Quebecois fiddling yeah. um, and a lot of all those Canadian styles. And so the Canadian stuff is really, uh, it really grabbed me when I was younger. Does, sorry, just, does yeah. it focus on American fiddle music? Like, is there Celtic? Is there, um, you know, the Scottish stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there totally is. It's cool. so funny that it's called the Festival of American Fiddle Tunes, and yet there's a huge... Wait, is it the Festival of American Fiddle Tunes or the American Festival of Fiddle Tunes? Uh-oh. I think it's the Festival of... Amer- okay, well... We'll check, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't remember. It's on a banner. Every time I drive, like yeah, we yeah. drove there, it's a big banner above the road. So I can't... Some permutation of fiddle, American, American tunes. Yeah, something like the festival. Festival. So it's... Yeah. um Anyway... Basically, there's a big cross section of different fiddle, and a lot of it is uh, Canadian. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's almost it's a little like being in the little it's over in the corner of Washington State, um, <laughs> and so uh, we're kind of far away from a lot of the yeah. traditions, uh, traditional fiddles of uh, fiddling of Canada. So it's it was very um, special to have those people yeah. join us every year. Um, so I got really into. Is that because a lot of the traditional the fiddle traditions in Canada are from the northeast? Oh, yeah, so a lot of them, like uh, the Quebec fiddle tradition is in Quebec, um, which is like, you know, north of New York State. And Honest, Honestly, yeah. I don't know. Oh. I don't know where anything You don't is. know your provinces of Canada? I don't know my provinces. Oh, Cameron. <laughs> I'm being vulnerable right now. It's okay, it's okay. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's kind of, that's a big deal to admit. It's okay. There's only <laughs> 13 provinces. Yeah. So they're, they're, you could learn it pretty, probably in like an hour. Okay. So... Highly recommended. It's good. No, it's good to know. It's really good to know. Canada's important. I'm a big fan. I'm like, I love, I love uh, most things Canadian. They do some cool stuff. They do, especially their fiddle traditions. Yeah. Um, they're also so, a global superpower and stuff and do some yeah, bad stuff. They totally but are. like, they got some good music. Yeah. They're, you <laughs> and, know, and but just, just and like, just like any big powerful country, they're, they've got their ups and downs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, for the most part, for me, for what yeah. impacts me, I, I am a big fan. Um, so, the Canadian fiddle traditions are, um, there's a ton of them, they're all very, 
um, specific to regions and uh, I, I'm by no means an expert I'm only an enthusiast uh, so I won't I don't speak on behalf of any of them but um, I do love their music and their tunes uh, so we I wanted to include one in our in our little um, in this you know t- in the tune selection um, so we will play one in a moment but I um, one of the things about um, I've I've because I can play all these different kinds of genres I um, I've been subbing with this great band called uh, Charm City Junction down in um, Baltimore they're based down there Brad Claudner and his dad Ken um, are very involved in that and uh, so one of the fun things about playing with a group like that is that they do cross the genres a lot in their yeah. performances they they have an accordion player Sean McComsky who's um, who like uh like Irish button yeah he plays Irish button buttons accordion. yeah he plays Irish button accordion and like so he's like this huge Irish and um, yeah. northern music uh, influence and um, combined with like the old time in bluegrass so yeah. it really it's it's really fun um, and so I'm hoping that uh, I get to kind of throw in a little Canadian yeah. Yeah. influence which right will on. be you know sometime it'll be really fun but um so this tune that I'm gonna play it's um it's from sort of the Midwest of Canada, I believe. I think it is. It, like, the fiddlers that I've heard play it, uh, a lot of them are from out, like, in Winnipeg and stuff. Um, yeah, so... Does Midwest mean the same thing in Canada? Like, oh, totally. As... The Plains. They call it the Plains. Kay. Or the Prairie. They call it the Prairie. Yeah. Because it's just grass cool. forever, for miles and thousands of kilom- kilometers. Thousands of kilometers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Good catch. Yeah. Okay, so um, this tune is called, um, it's also in C, it's called Don Messer's Breakdown. Now, is this Messer's, like, that's a name, or is it Messer's, like, the, like, abbreviation for, like... Oh, no, it's Don Messer. So Don yeah. Messer is a famous, like, legendary Canadian fiddler. Okay. Uh, and he, he's, he's uh, written tons of tunes, and uh, really uh, is, like... He has his own, almost his own subgenre. Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. Right on. He's the coolest. So this is Dawn Message Breakdown. Cool. Thank you. 
Nice. So that's um, you know, at least for banjo, that's a little uh I think it was a little different for Cameron. A little bit. To uh to play on a Canadian kind of a very noty uh Canadian yeah. tune. Pathways are a little bit different. Yeah, they're a little different. They're... Especially the those. Yeah, the little and rolls then the... and the Yeah, where it's like yeah, the yeah, <laughs> where it, you know, sharp and then and then going yeah. down, it's flat, yeah, or natural. Yeah. So yeah, so that's great. I'm so happy to be able to share that <laughs> with everybody. You're you're saying that uh, I don't know how if this is a joke or not, but you're saying you learned uh, Canadian tunes to be rebellious. Yeah. Well, so in a well, in a way, because I felt, and it wasn't just like you know, I'm gonna learn Canadian tunes because most kids it, start playing punk, you know. Or, well, yeah, yeah, no, but you, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stray so far and you know, playing the music of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, like, um, I when I was you know when I was young and fiddle tunes did expose me to all that stuff and I learned it, but it was um, in a way I felt like all of the people that I knew. And all like all of my parents' friends played all time, and I just yeah. I felt like drawn to this other group yeah. of people. And also, none of these, none of those northern musicians knew my parents. Yeah. I mean, they sort of did eventually, but but I felt like I could be independent yeah, and yeah. run away and not like I didn't see my parents for a week. You know, yeah, like yeah. I would go to fiddle tunes, <laughs> see your parents, you know, and then go and do. And it was great. Do my northern stuff. Did you do? How did you? Maybe you said this already. How did you like learn fiddle? Did you learn from your parents, or did you like learn oh, yeah. violin? That's a question that a lot of people ask me. Yeah, because when I mentioned that my mom, so my mom has a music yeah. degree, um, uh, that she got. That was her first thing, and so, I mean, in a big way, yes, because they're the they enabled a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I don't think I ever. I don't. I can't remember sitting down and having like, this is how you hold your bow, Scotty, you know, yeah. and like that kind of lesson with my parents. Um, I did start out playing Suzuki yeah. for like, I got all, maybe halfway through book two. Like, <laughs> how long does it take to get through a book? Like, not that long. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do Suzuki very long. I was very, um, I was a very stubborn, rebellious kid. Like, didn't want to follow the Boeings. Um, we had a great, I had a great teacher. Her name's Bobby Foltz um, nearby where I lived. And uh, she just, I, I think I just uh, did not, uh, didn't follow very well. Um, but I, I remember like the biggest the biggest influence that I got from taking lessons was anytime that I finished a piece, Bobby would sit down on the piano and she would play the like accompaniment part on the piano yeah, yeah. to the fiddle tune. Yeah. And I, I remember like when I started playing piano, that was a big deal. Like I um so I also play piano. I probably didn't mention that, but I play oh, yeah. I, I play piano yeah. it, whatever. I play <laughs> this is like about fiddling, but I, yeah. I play fiddle or I play piano, um and that's like a majority of what my um, my gigs have been. Yeah, uh, I've been playing piano for, for like contra dances. For contra dances, yeah, yeah. Um, and things like that. So the accompaniment side is really. Um, that's why I appreciate chords and, yeah. and stuff so much um, because of uh, because of playing the piano for these kind of tunes. So that's I think that's like the origin of that part of me was the the chord appreciation came from my lessons, yeah. my early lessons of playing fiddle. Yeah. So to answer your question directly, yes. um, <laughs> I started out taking actual violin lessons. Yeah finding them horrible yeah and then just playing and then quitting like not like maybe two years in and then just playing fiddle tunes and learning most of what i do just from playing like in jams and stuff you know so that's cool like when you went to the festivals you like started you were playing like as a kid i feel like a lot of kids who now or like a lot of people who who grew up going to the festivals they just sort of like went and like 
it was like a summer camp to them, you know. They oh, just like definitely. sort of bounced around, didn't really want to jam. I did that. And then eventually, well, I'm sure you did that too, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool that you like actually like jammed. Like, I, eventually, yeah, for sure. How old were you when you started really getting into like playing uh, music? I have no idea. Okay. I, so it's hard to know. But right. I think I think probably around the fiddle tunes time. Okay. Fiddle tunes, I think, really like taught me how yeah. to jam. Like it taught me, it taught me all those things, like how to right. be part of the community. Because yeah. before I was just a kid. And you were just taking lessons. Yeah. And I, you know, like I took lessons maybe when I was like, I, I don't remember the exact date. My sister will probably, if I say it wrong, she'll probably be like, nah, that's not true. She's listening to this. <laughs> um, but. Um, I I started maybe around six and okay. probably started quit lessons around eight and then um, and then went to fiddle tunes maybe around ten or eleven so it was like a few years after that yeah. um, that I really started playing uh, and jamming like and really enjoying jamming and stuff yeah. so I want to take a piano lesson for me someday I love playing piano I like that was my first instrument yeah I've and heard like, you play you're really good thanks <laughs> I just don't necessarily know like the vocabulary so it'd be really like cool to like have you just like teach me how you would do like a couple tunes or oh something, sure sure someday. it'd yeah. be really fun I love like that's I love playing piano and teaching piano yeah um, it's like one of the things I just moved to I just moved to Boston and so one of the things that's been um, sort of I, I, I realize I have to be patient because it's like one of those things whenever you enter a new scene yeah, yeah. it just takes time um, but I really want to be able to play more piano and yeah. play more gigs on piano with um, with some fiddlers um, of all the genres. Like I, I know it's harder to find. Um, uh, it's less common I found to find old time fiddlers that yes. appreciate piano. Old there time is piano. old time piano. There is, there yeah. is, and there and don't get me wrong. There are people that love it. There yeah. are old time fiddlers that love it, and um, but there's a lot that don't. And so yeah. um, I have to, you know, I have to find those people. And you know, and find the ones that don't just tolerate piano, but like really are, yeah. are enthused by it and love it. Because um, I love playing with those people. That's why yeah. I love hosting jams at my house, so I can start playing piano. Yeah, it's like, so great. And yeah. your cute little spinet. You have such a like. Yeah. Your piano so small. Yeah. It really <laughs> needs to be tuned. <laughs> Whatever. It's old time. Who yeah, cares? It's old time. Yeah. Um, what are we gonna play next? What's we have one more tune. No, two more. We're gonna do L and N. And then oh, we Altima. have two more. We have two yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. 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 Oh, I'm so I'm so glad. I was almost kind of sad. Like, oh, this is the last one. Yeah, but, but that can be what what you plug is. You want to play piano for more people in in Boston. So like, I do want to. Well, and just everyone, in general. Yeah. I really like playing piano, but also fiddle. I mean, like, I I really love playing music. Yeah. You know, like, and I just entered the new. You know, I just entered Boston scene. So, um, but I I love to travel. Like so far, the gigs that I've been doing have been. I fly to them. Like I've, you know, I'm doing gigs with um, Charm City Junction in yeah. Baltimore, and I'm doing, um, I'm playing with my friend Jamie Fox in uh, Montana in like a couple weeks. Um, we're playing like a Meti um, traditional stuff. She hired me to play piano with her, which is like so exciting. I was so excited when yeah. she wrote me. It was like, hey, I want you of all the people. I want you to play. So I was really, I was super stoked. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, but those those kind of things, you know, like I'm um, doing some gigs in September, yeah, um, in the Bay Area, playing piano with my friend Ben Schreiber, um, like contra dances. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just want to do more stuff like yeah. that, like on the weekends, you know. So. Anyway. Let me just make sure I'm still in tune. Okay. We'll okay. play uh, L and N.
was really fun. That was good. That was really fun. Good. Man, I always speed that one up. Whatever. It's like it just it just it has so much life to it. That tune, it's got such it's such a journey. Yeah. I love it so much. Oh boy. Need a minute. The first person I ever heard play that that I remember is um, Aaron Jonah Lewis on Three Finger Banjo. Oh my gosh. Just like casually just jamming on it. He's something. He called that tune and I was just like, I don't know. What is that tune? I don't know, Rags. (laughs) And I was like, I got to learn how to, I got to up my rag game. Yeah. He was the inspiration for that. He's, 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 he's blown my mind multiple times. Yeah, he does that. (laughs) He's so nice too. Um, This is the last tune. Yeah. So this is it, man. Thanks for, Thanks for having me on this. Um, yeah, thanks, Scott. On your podcast. It's been a long time coming. I remember you wrote, you asked me like maybe a year and a half ago yeah. if I would be interested in being a part of your project. And uh, yeah. I said yes. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then it just fell through for a long time. So yeah. I'm really glad to finally yeah. make it on. Well, I'm, I'm happy that you're like closer. You're like only four hours away now. Right. Or four and a half, whatever. Yeah. Instead of uh, across the eight or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's much better. Very Um, nice. So here we are. We're at, um, this is another, uh, another episode that's been recorded in this same exact spot. We're sitting in the, um, the sort of the red stage, uh, half, half barn thing. Um, that's in at the Altamont fairgrounds in Altamont, New York. Um, and it's, I think there were like maybe four other recordings right here. Um, two last night um, and maybe, yes. and two a year from before this. Yeah, I recorded um, Jake Blunt and Bach Bowie yeah. on the stage. A year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Was it a year ago? Yeah. A year ago. Wow. A year ago. Yeah. yeah wow. Um, yeah. So... I recorded Deb, Deb Justice here too, but it was like oh, over in the field. Okay. okay <laughs> yes. Okay. But not so, on the stage, but it was at this, yeah. At this place. Yeah. yeah. So it's really great. It's, it feels like you know adding to a series um yeah so anyway we uh thought it would be a great a great idea to um there's a great sea tune called altamont yeah aptly named for this place uh that we're gonna play to end the show this uh this particular episode of this podcast thanks again cameron yeah it's been great hey i know like you're like seamlessly transitioning but i just want to like do a side (laughs) i just want to like stop it and just say like i i met you in my very first clifftop and you were like you're kind of like my first like, like cliff top like summer camp friend, Aww. and like you're like the f- I don't know because like that was the very first. F- well, I went to Brandywine, but this is I didn't meet a lot of people there, and a lot of people were just Philly people that I already knew from the jams. So you're like kind of like my first like like festival like show me around like person, and I just like have like I just I. I came back from like Clifftop that year and I was like, I made all these new friends. Scotty's my new friend. And Becca's was like, who's this Scotty guy? <laughs> You're talking about this Scotty guy a yeah. lot. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I have, you're, you're one of the people who's like a sort of like, maybe not like source for specific tunes, but like, I, I feel like not. you're <laughs> I feel like you're like a part of like I don't know like sort of like my story like exposing me to like old time music and like wow yeah you're just like one of my corrupted you easily yes <laughs> I'm I'm in this people like do this music for a lot of different reasons I'm in it for like relationships and like connecting with people yeah for sure uh, which is why a lot of people are into it not everyone um, but uh, yeah I just like 
I really like you and I really love your playing and oh, I love Cameron. I love talking to you. Oh, you're, <laughs> so, you're like, so sweet. That it's is, really it's so really sweet. nice to have you just to myself, like just recording recording you. But well, thank you. I I have I've had the mic off the whole time. I just wanted to oh. get you alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. So since we just entered that little realm, I you know I just thought about this a little bit as you said it. Um, I know it was a seamless transition. It was going to work so well, but this is a good, it's a good opportunity to talk a little bit about. Um, I know you just said something about, you know, like the reason why you play old time and where like I sort of, because I started it, it's been, it's such a huge part of my identity. I don't think I, like I didn't necessarily choose like, I'm going to play old time. And I like, I didn't discover old time. Yeah. Like so many um, people do. Like uh, I was just sitting on the bleachers during dinner yesterday and listening to a bunch of people being like, yeah, I started, you know, my sophomore year of college. Oh, yeah. oh, I started junior year of college. And, yeah. you know, and just people who started as adults, you know, yeah. young, you know, like teenagers or slash adults to where they were already conscious. They already had an identity. They probably already explored certain parts yeah. of culture and things. And where I started, I just started. My parents yeah. played. It was almost like handed to me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just said, oh, hey, look, a fiddle. Yeah. You know, my <laughs> parents like got a fiddle that was the right size for me. Right. You know didn't have to like ask for a fiddle um and so i think the reason i i think the reason i keep playing is, yes. is probably very similar to yours because um, you're you're a, you're a very good musician and you could play whatever you want i think like yeah. if, if you want if you had the interest in it you could like learn any genre you know or like uh you've been set up to succeed at like you know and like this kind you, of you have the capacity to like you have all the tools at your disposable, but you keep coming back to this. Yeah, I th- it's a, oh, especially like old time and, and folk music and all this like yeah. traditional fiddle. It's very emotional connection for me. I think because of just especially certain tunes, like the one we're about to play. Um, I every time I play it or I hear it being played, I think of my mom, and for some reason I associate the tune Altamont with my mom, and yeah. I can like see her so clearly playing this tune, um, and I hope she listens to this and uh, will be touched that I that I like have this weird association with yeah. it, but, um, but I just do. And it, and it, so there's, there's tunes, a lot of the tunes that seemingly have, I shouldn't have a connection to or don't. I just have this yeah. association with something that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and it just keeps me coming back. So, you know, whereas I think a lot of people it's their, like they found something that they were missing in their life. Yeah. Like I, I can't imagine leaving this or what my life would be like without it, you know? And, I know that sounds kind of cliche, but like I actually can't because I've never not had yeah, yeah, part yeah, of my yeah. life, yeah. you know. And so, um, you know, so I'm very thankful, yeah, um, and very grateful for all the people I've met and all the all just like it's amazing. It's uh, music is one of those things that just it gives you so much, you know, way more than you put in. Yeah, like <laughs> like we all are putting stuff into it, yes. but it's, it just somehow it's like larger than the sum of its parts for sure. Yes, it's really amazing. So anyway, we're going to play this tune. It's called Ultimate. Ultimate. It's a great to see tune. The Ultimate Fairgrounds. Thanks, Scotty. Of course. Okay, let's kick it. Thank you. 
want to hear more of Scotty's fiddling or hear his piano playing, you should probably hire him for your contra dance or square dance. Let me know and I'll put you in contact with him. Hey, uh, how often do you listen to the show? Like, every week? Do you look forward to Wednesday mornings? If you like the show a lot, the best way to let me know is to support Get Up in the Cool on Patreon. If you do, there's lots of neat rewards like getting a shout-out on the show, links to download the tunes we play, access to a monthly online banjo workshop with me, and my most popular reward, the weekly bonus track. Uh, For this week's bonus track, Scotty and I jam on the tune Bill Brown. To sign up, go to CameronDeWitt.com and click the button that says Patreon. Once you're there, find a level to support Get Up in the Cool that works for you. It's festival season, which means I want to record a bunch of live shows. If you're interested in doing an episode at Harry Smith, or if you have a recommendation for me, let's talk. I'm also starting to gather guests for Clifftop. This year, I want all my episodes to be live with Facebook events, flyers posted around the grounds, which means I need to figure out the schedule pretty soon. So if you have the ear of any awesome players who might be interested in being a guest, especially if you vouch for me and my show, please let me know. All right, that's enough for now. Thanks for listening, friends. Come back same time next week for more Get Up in the Cool.